This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, now we bring you a discussion on Monetary Policy of Reserve Bank of India. The participants are A.K. Bhattacharya, Economic Analyst and Vinay Pandey, Journalist. Earlier in the day, Reserve Bank of India announced its Monetary Policy Review. As expected, it cut its repo rate by 25 basis points. There is a second successive rate cut. Now, more than the rate cut, there are few things that stand out in the policy. Mr. Bhattacharya, one thing that we see from the policy statement that has come out is that they have cut the rate by 25 basis points, whereas the expectation was, there was some expectation that it may be cut by 50 basis points. Second thing is that they have said that policy stance remain neutral. And this has happened all the while when inflation is expected to be below their 4% mark for the next entire of next six fiscal, that is, though they have flagged some risks, but they're saying it will still be below 4%. Do you think the central bank could have been bolder given the growth slowdown that we are seeing and gone for a steeper cut in policy given that the inflation rate where it is seen right now? I think the Bank of India's Monetary Policy Committee was of the view and probably was influenced by the inflation forecast for the next year, plus the monsoon's behavior not being very certain of what it could be. I think these two factors must have played a role in their being a little conservative instead of going in for a rate cut of 50 basis points as many people believe they might go for. Also, please remember, RBI believes that the projections are not going to be that good for the next year. But I think RBI has erred on the side of caution and believes that 25 basis points at this point in time should be good enough and wait for the monsoons and then go in for whatever needs to be done. The stance remains to be neutral, not accommodative as was expected. So I would say RBI has decided to be very, very conservative. It could have explored the option of cutting it by another 25 basis points. But I think inflation worries that inflation uh, might rear its ugly head once again if monsoons don't play true to form. That, I think, probably is a big factor there. Another worry could have been that, though it has not been articulated so clearly, is that the new government that is going to come to power. Now we have seen some very populist announcements. So could the fiscal worries arising out of new government, could that have also played a role in RBI staying on a power wait and watch thing instead of going for a sharper rate cut? In the statement doesn't mention anything about the fisc, but there is no doubt that there are worries about how the government will meet its fiscal deficit target of even 3.4% for 2018-19. And as you rightly pointed out, that if some populist promises have been made, the next year's numbers might look a little more difficult. The borrowing program may be more than what they have all just announced. So keeping all those factors in mind, the RBI's Monetary Policy Committee has uh, played it safe. One of the things that we've seen over the last few rate cuts, uh, there's the second rate cut, that monetary policy transmission has been weak in the sense the banks have not passed on the rate cuts. If we go back even before these rate cuts, nearly one percentage point cuts, you saw only about 0.25 of that was passed on by banks. And Reserve Bank of India governor has been repeatedly talking about this, that we need to do something again in today's policy. Also, they said that he will speak with banks, how this can be passed on. How can this be done, that central bank 
keeps cutting rate and it's not passed on is there a way that it can be insured or it is just that ultimately you'll have to leave it to market forces and banks to decide what they want to do i think transmission of the policy rate into the rate at which money is loaned to economic entities for productive purposes is something that has to be left to the market forces but what is also of significance is that the rbi's latest survey on capacity utilization for the manufacturing sector shows that the capacity utilization level is still only around 75%. So with 75% capacity utilization, the manufacturing sector at least doesn't feel emboldened to go in for fresh investment for which it needs more money from the market. So therefore, I would say that unless we reach a point where the capacity utilization level is closer to 80-85%, where the Indian industry will be encouraged to borrow more, to spend more for creating fresh capacities. Till that time, the transmission will be an issue and uh, even if the repo rate comes down, it might ease the availability of credit at a certain price, but it may not actually lead to credit flows rising. One of the trends we've seen over the years is that banks, because of the NPAs, there was a shift towards banks wanting to do more of retail credit. Obviously, this reduction in rate cut should somewhere along the way result in lower cost of loans, auto loans, consumer loans for consumers. And especially when we are seeing a weakness in consumer sentiment, the call sales have been falling. So do you think there is a case for banks to now pursue pass on these rate cuts and benefit customers into housing customers, car loan borrowers, so that we can have also some revival in the consumption demand while the banks themselves get to step up relatively safer credit as the retail credit is called. Repo rate cut and two successive repo rate cut, the first since monetary policy committee system was in place, should ideally see the banks push more money into the retail segment at lower rates uh, so that there is a revival of consumption demand. But my sense is to boost consumption demand, there are many other factors at play. Also remember that politically as well as economically, we are going through not a very certain times. So these are uncertain times. Elections are going to be held uh, very soon. So I think at this point in time, everybody will be holding his horses. So I don't think transmission will be a challenge that will be resolved or met very easily in the coming few weeks, even though the rate may have come down, but effective rate of interest, even for the retail sector, may not reflect the softening of the interest rate regime. And this is because I think the banking sector is still very, very, not only very, but also overburdened with its stressed assets problem. So they are not yet into the full flow of doing business as usual. Moving away from the monetary policy rate cut part of it, there's been a bit of cloud over India's GDP numbers. But when it comes to RBI, there's a much greater sanctity to the numbers. And we find that RBI has also reduced its growth rate for net fiscal to 7.2%. And in February, they had said it will be 7.4%. Now, this softness in they are attributing to slowdown in investment activity. Then there is a, with the global slowdown, your exports could also moderate. So how do you see this forecast and what does it mean for the new government that comes to power that now once the elections is over, the immediate task would be to address growth issues, to address jobs, those that are weighing on the elections and voters' minds? I think there are two big challenges that await whichever government is formed after the elections. Number one is how does the government manages its fisc? Does it go in for borrowing more than what has been stipulated or been envisaged? And second, what kind of investment plans 
are in place. Government is the single largest player in the Indian economy. So, to what extent the government catalyzes investments in the infrastructure sector so that demand for investment goes up and the government itself allocates more resources for the capital sector, for building of capacity in the infrastructure sector, so that there is a positive kind of a virtuous cycle is created between investment and consumption. Right now, what is happening is uh, economy is running only virtually on only one engine, which is consumption. And even that consumption engine is not doing very well of late. So the real answer to whether the RBI's lower interest rate regime will have a full impact on the economy would be whether the government that comes to power manages to one, boost investments in the infrastructure sector and two, keeps its fiscal deficit under control. Like you said on investment, RBI has already pointed out that output gap is negative, which suggests that the economy is growing below its potential and that's been for a while. So this is where the private investment can actually or investment can lift up the potential growth rate and bridge the output gap and we could get a higher growth. But moving away from growth, the other key variable in the monetary policy is inflation. Now we are seeing that they have revised their forecast for inflation is slightly higher than what they had said. It is supposed to be to 35 to 3.8% in the second half of this fiscal. Now, they have flagged some risk also. You already mentioned El Nilo on monsoon. Then there is a chance of abrupt reversal in vegetable prices. And fuel inflation, we don't know which way it will go because there is OPEC rate capacity cut against global growth slowdown. So how do you see the inflation situation? And more importantly, there has been an issue with food inflation. And that is also seen as a kind of indicative of the farm stress, whether low food prices have always, the farmers are not getting enough for their produce. So in that sense, if food prices do go up marginally and we have a bit of inflation, how would you view that? Would you see that a positive thing, at least the farmers are getting something more for this thing? Or how do we then see the entire inflation situation? You know, I look at it slightly differently. As you rightly pointed out, that there are worries over not only on inflation, but also on growth. The growth forecast for next year has been lowered from 7.4% to 7.2%. And as you pointed out, the inflation forecast has been raised a bit. But the point that RBI does not very explicitly allude to, but is something that is a cause for concern, is the sharp divergence between the core inflation and the non-core inflation, the headline inflation. Now, the headline inflation is well within the RBI mandated target of 4% and 2% minus and 2% plus. But if you look at the core inflation, now this is well above 6% right now. So the question is, that with a core inflation of 6% and the headline inflation of 25 or 2.5% is something that the RBI cannot ignore and which is probably has influenced the monetary policy's assessment of what kind of rate cut that it could need to do because at any point in time, and it doesn't take much before the headline inflation can catch up with the core inflation, if that happens, then RBI will have to take some other abrupt steps so I think which is why the RBI has taken a very cautious stance of just reducing the 25 basis point cut and keeping the stance still very much neutral. Another important issue, though not related to monetary policy, was the governor's reference to the February 2012 circular. We had the recent Supreme Court judgment where the court just uh, held the entire circular to be ultra-wise. Now, Das has said a revised circular on state assets could be issued. What is your reading of the situation that how much problem has it created in terms of resolution of 
because the february 12 circular being declared ultravirus as now to be reissued and in what form it gets reissued in what way it addresses the concerns of supreme court has to be seen but my sense is that there is some delay in the pace of the resolution of bad loans that is definitely a short term adverse consequence of this order but since rbi has taken a quick decision to come out with a fresh revised circular i would hope that the damage and the adverse consequences are there for only for a short time i'll take this opportunity to ask you in view of the macro situation that we are facing of declining or softening growth to still remains high by its standards there's a bit of uncertainty on the inflation side we don't know what the policies will be going ahead which dispensation comes to so what kind of a challenges does the next government face in terms of these big reforms that are there especially npa resolution kind of a thing which needs to continue and reviving growth so where do you see the situation on these issues? well there are two kinds of challenges that are very serious one challenge is with regard how you sterilize the kind of foreign investment flows that come into this country now as we have seen that with the us fed deciding to go slow on its rate hike plans actually there are indications that they might even reduce the interest rates so with that there is a more foreign money will flow into the indian economy and i think it will be important to channel those foreign exchange flows into productive sectors of the economy and second challenge would be how we make sure that the investment cycle is revived and the deficit the output gap that you referred to is addressed one of the challenges that has been there is reviving private investment that has somehow not worked out if we see in terms of infrastructure or for that matter manufacturing you gave a reason why capacity utilization rose so investment will take a time but why have we not been able to attract investment in infrastructure where there is so much need for you to invest infrastructure has been a major area of concern and the twin balance sheet problem that the economy experienced for the last at least 3 4 years ago is still to be resolved you still have over leveraged banking sector you still have companies that are under the burden of debt so unless you address the npas problems quickly and deleverage the companies on the balance sheet you will not see fresh investments from the private sector which is why i am recommending that it is the government that is to come forward and kick start the investment cycle thank you very much mr bhattacharya thank you you are listening to a discussion on monetary policy of reserve bank of india the participants were ak bhattacharya economic analyst and vinay pandey journalist this program was produced and presented by the news services division of all india radio this program is also available on our website newsonair.nic.in you may email your opinion about this program at airnsttalks@gmail.com 